This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's a feel of deflation in the air. As three second-half goals for league leaders Cambridge are the difference at the one-course stadium. Mansfield Town lose 3-0 at home to Cambridge United. Their second defeat this week at home. Their second defeat on the spin. And the second time in as many games that they've conceded three second-half goals. Share your thoughts, your observations, your comments in the comments right now and have your say on your team. This is the Cooldown Post-Match Reaction Show. Mansfield Town nil, Cambridge United 3. Who's to blame? What needs to change? Did you expect that result? Let us know your thoughts in the comments right now as the Stags drop down the league table but still keep a buffer between themselves and the relegation zone which, after all, the pessimist in me will say is the most important thing this afternoon. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Manfield Matters Podcast. afternoon and welcome to the show for the fans by the fans this is the Mansfield Matters podcast a 3-0 defeat at home to Cambridge a disappointing and underwhelming uh, feeling at full time Nathan Edge but really and truly we probably expected it didn't we yeah we're against top of the league so um, you know they're as we said in the pre-match show that they were the favourites to to come and come and win the game and uh, and for me, the difference was simply clinicalness, if that's even a word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we did lack that clinical touch uh, a little bit. Um, do you know what? I don't. For me, Cam, I left. I almost wish I did not press go live on this show to be honest already, because there's always like 
an emotion charged response to a defeat but i've just had a quick look at one or two comments and i already feel like smashing my head against a brick wall because i don't know what people expect i mean when we've not been a world beating team at all this this season you know there are certain there's a certain frailness about certain elements of our squad but to put that into context today you know we were playing the league leaders who just had that little bit of extra fight and and vile about them going forward we concede three goals all right one of them we probably shouldn't have conceded late on um but i don't know i i I walked away from that two minutes ago walked away from the living room turned the laptop off to walk into here and i wasn't too disheartened by that defeat i actually feel more angry you know reading some of the comments i'll come to which ones in a second but before i get swept up in that what was your overall feeling at the end of that game? Because, you know, like I said, league leaders, mid-table Mansfield, poor pitch, poor form since we restarted, almost to be expected in some ways. I think the feeling that I'm getting is, is disappointment and frustration because in that first half, we more than proved that we could match them. And, yeah, like Nathan said, clinicalness, we just lacked it today and you just think their first goal a minute if that earlier if Jamie Reese pass had been a little bit less on then we'd have been one up because Barry he's not going to miss from there you'd have thought yeah you back it, him it just shows that yeah if we don't take his chances we're not going to win games and uh, that's been the story of our season and point proven we sent someone like Andy Cook out on loan. He scored twice today. Yeah, he very. Di- twice it's dis- disappointing to see that. I mean, we'll come on to that a little bit more later because there's another argument to be had in there in terms of the reasons. But I want to yeah, come. Yeah, there is. But I just want to. It's like, yeah, it's disappointing because we've got. We just lack fire, firepower, and I think that's our biggest issue at the minute. And, and I think when we're lacking confidence, maybe up front, it's not going to help the rest of the team. If the if the it's just a downbeat camp at the minute. Yeah, and I think we're in danger of allowing that to creep in. We need to. We definitely need to put it this way: if we'd have lost, you know, to to Harrogate and had and by the same scoreline in the same manner on Tuesday night, if we do that, I'll be a lot more furious than I am today. I'm not. I'm just sort of level-headed to tonight, which is a rarity. And there are two comments which I'm going to pick out um, from the comments so far. Um, Everyone, of course, is entitled to their opinion and and have their say on their team. That's what this podcast is for, and long may it be so. The first one is 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 a question of is this written tongue in cheek? Tongue in cheek. You can never tell with uh, with with written comments, which is a shame. Uh, and Dennis just says, "How long will the Radfords take all this?" And I've, that's got to be a sarcastic comment, hasn't it? Nay, surely that's not that can't be a genuine. Can it? I would hope. Not. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> But you, you can't tell, can you? No. Conversation because uh, you know somewhere in one of the groups somewhere there probably will be a comment saying "clough out" because that wouldn't surprise me. Now you would think again that has to be, uh, you know, somewhere coming like that would have to be tongue in cheek, you know, sarcastic joking yeah. along those lines. You know, uh, uh, surely. Um, yeah. I'm with you tonight, Craig. Um, you know, Are I, you? Where? I feel where, where so it? different to how I felt on on Wednesday night. You know, I I feel a bit more level. Um, which is really weird to say we just come off for a 3-0 defeat. But yeah. I think it's, I don't know, like I said in the pre-match, I think I'm starting to sort of just level that expectation level again. Um, you know, mid, 
if you know if we are mid table, which you know, we, well, which we are mid table basically. So that's what we need yeah. to accept. I think some people got carried away with our our form, which remember. oh, there, yeah, and I remember those people saying that pessimist Craig, you know. <laughs> but that, that, that form, that, even if you look at the form table now. That doesn't give a true reflection. So obviously, no. it look you know, it goes over ten games, doesn't it? Yeah. Really, if you look at that one. But those, what six of those games are before the, or five of them before we basically shut down for a month. Yeah. So it's a complete and and obviously before the January transfer window. So we're a different team, personnel wise. Yeah. And we're a different team just because we haven't played anywhere near as much as we would have done. So that form means nothing. Yeah. So we're. I don't. I don't want to. We're not back to the old man's world because we are certainly playing better than what we were. Yeah. But we're against top of the league, and so um, I just credit credit Cambridge. They defended well. We wasn't as good going forward, and when they got their chances, they were more creative. They and I, they just. I don't know. They 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 were threatening when they had the chances, but they didn't play us off the park. No, not so at there's, all. There's positives. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, mean, I think. I think I'm just gonna point. I think it was the second goal uh, where the balls just dinked over the top, and yes, it was a very very poor defensive display from from us today but just that little bit of spark of creativity just set the two teams apart and that's something that we've been lacking and then the the clinical instincts up front um obviously Paul Mullin scoring twice again today and he's he's top top goal scorer for a reason Correct. it's just that attacking instinct yeah. and we lack that and it's even more frustrating knowing that we actually have that in our in our ranks you think Jordan Bowery absolutely on fire at the start of january end of december and it's i don't know whether it's a confidence thing whether it's just the whole team but it just seems to have gone flat and i think uh, this spark of creativity i reckon what we're missing is george lapsley massively yeah i'm going to come on some more comments in a second but i'm just going to go back to my point which is which has made me sort of want to bang my head against the wall and and it's this what on earth are you drinking out of cam what on earth is that mug that's what is that Please tell massive in it. I mean, it's not the size of it; it's what's on it. Oh, it's a Dumbo mug. Well, I suppose it's it. Not suppose mine. it uh, well, makes, makes sense. Yeah, true. Uh, right. So the comment is this, and again, I can't tell whether there's sarcasm in it or not because you can you can never tell in, in a written comment, as I say. But it just it reads, no difference from Cochrane. Needs to drop Reed Stone Rawson. Looks like he's chasing shadows. Now, some of that I do agree with, um, especially the Rawson one, because I thought Rawson was massively at fault for the first goal uh, today. I'll come on to that in a second. But it's the it's the first four uh, first four words. No difference from Cochrane. What? What? Where, where, <laughs> really? Are you are you sure? Months. Are you sure? The, the, I mean, go back and watch some highlights because that might just you might need a bit of a refresher. I think. Yeah. So, watch the uh, Barrow game. That's that's always a good one to watch. Absolutely. I mean, we are a completely different side from Cochrane. So, and to say there's no difference for me, I think that's 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 a little bit of frustration. Talking, it's got it. It has to be because there is a massive, massive difference in general overall. We're talking about one game here where you know we, we've. Ended up on the three 0 scoreline, and um, I do agree with some of the the comments um, within that. Uh, I don't agree with the first two players um, in Reed and Stone. I thought Reed is getting better game by game, but again, he's, he's just because he's not scoring goals, therefore you know he's not do, he's not doing his job. But he's a striker in a mid table side. Um, Stone unlucky with the first two 
could have done better with the set with the third one. Um, did get a good solid hand to it. Makes a couple of good saves. Um, first half and early in the second half. Rawson, and this is the first goal for me, and this is what disappoints me the most. Um, watch the video back. Harry Charlesley is chasing uh, chasing the man uh, down the right hand side, and for him, for my money, has has got him and has, has got a good position to to block and stop the cross. Rawson runs from potentially the edge of the centre circle, and instead of running back and tracking back and going and sitting in on in on the front post or on the penalty spot in the penalty area, cuts across Harry Charlesley's path, and therefore stops Charlesley from going forward and stopping the cross. And that split second in where Rawson's cut across rather than going straight into to sit is what opens a split second of space to allow them to get the cross in, which then they score from. Rawson, for me there, in that position, Nath, needs to um, go and sit on the front post or track back in the penalty area and get another body in there. By him running across, it takes Charles's focus out front of the game and it costs us a goal. But yeah, also, um, just another one on that, Perch has obviously come inside. Where's Rawson there? Rawson's supposed to be commanding that that's centre area. This is something mm. we brought up in the last game. Where's the defence in the middle? There's well, no well, authority. Well, like... There's no no communication. Perch has come inside, which leaves that gap there. It and needs yes, to be addressed, great... doesn't it? We've conceded, yeah. what, eight now in three games? So that's certainly something that, that needs, needs addressing big time. Um, I would be very... A bit to your comment earlier, Craig, about what happens Tuesday night, I think that is a big deal now because mm. I'll be very disappointed if we're sat here at uh, is it seven o'clock kickoff again? Yeah. Um, so sat here at, at, at six o'clock saying teams unchanged because I think now there is a, a bit of a call for, for for a change. It's certainly on that back back line. Um, you know, like I said, Rawson's probably not had the, the best game, but then you got to balance the argument. He has improved in the last couple of months, so. Yes, if he's made a mistake today, there's a lot of players that made mistakes. So is that necessarily serving a drop out of the team? But the other thing I'd like to point out, and we we touched on this, I think it was pre before we went on the on went live Wednesday night. Um, I don't think we really touched on it in the show too much. But uh, all the goals from Bolton came down our right hand side. Yeah. And is it would it be a better idea to put Perch back in the middle where we know he certainly played really really well when he was put there? And put O'Keefe out there, or, yeah. or even James Clark on the right, just to change that little bit, and that should hopefully change that middle that middle of the park as well, um, and and just to mix it up a little bit. I think there needs to be some sort of changes in there. Yeah, I completely agree, and the key for me is getting Perch back into uh, central defence because. Um, yeah, I know it was obviously Perch and Rawson as, as the pairing. For me personally, I think Sweeney's the better defender out of the two, and because he's a left footer as well, he gives us that balance in there as well. For me, it has to. I, I'd really want to see Perch and Sweeney as a centre back pairing. We massively, 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 massively lack an experienced, commanding, dominant centre half. We didn't get one in in the January transfer window. I think we were probably close to signing one, but for whatever reason, it didn't uh, it didn't happen. Um, the person, the only person in our ranks who can do that role for me is James Perch. Um, I think, like Nathan said, I think we've got better options than Perch at right back. I don't personally. I I, I think James Perch is a cracking player, but I don't think he's a right back for me. I think we've got better players in that position. I think you know O'Keefe definitely gives us an option going forward as well as defensively. James Clark, I've, I've never seen him have a, have a particularly bad game for us when he's played, even though he's a young player. 
So for me, that's got to be the change. We look a lot calmer and we need to be a lot calmer um, with our centre-back pairing. And we've conceded, like you say, six goals in two games, uh, eight goals in three, nine in four since we've come back. You know, you can probably go back a little bit further than that. Um, and it's no coincidence that we've started to drop off a little bit since um, Perch has been taken out of that centre-back um, role. And I think we need to get that back in there to try and fix it. Um, so I, I would definitely be, I will definitely be spitting feathers if there aren't changes to that side um, on Tuesday night. Let's go to some of your comments because uh, I'm aware that I've only touched upon two of them, which riled me a little bit. Uh, Martin says we are a very poor side. Uh, no excuses. We were outplayed. Uh, Mark says, well, that second half was poor apart from the two subs. Yeah, that was a definite positive, which we'll uh, touch upon later. Uh, Jamie says, well, what do you say to that? No depth in the squad and the players looking tired. It's going to be a long time to the end of the season. Victor, uh, poor display today. Needs to start and get some points on the board. Next season can't come soon enough. Uh, just bad. Disagree slightly with the points on the board because the run we had has certainly got there. We're fortunate in today uh, that Barrow have been beaten 2-1 as well so that actual gap between um, us and the bottom the bottom two hasn't changed at all um, and we've still got games in hand so I'm not I'm not at all worried we may well have dropped down to to 18th again um, but I'm not at all worried by that at the moment uh, had Barrow won today um, or Southend won today I may well have had a different stance on it but as it happens they didn't so that's a let off in that respect um, Clive says we were never at the race today. We didn't have a good uh, a good player, and they had the best two players in League Two. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Uh, Hulahan class apart uh, again. Uh, Wayne says this is why we can forget the playoffs. The defence is a joke at times, and as for set pieces, laughable, very poor. Um, Laura says we have no options going forward now. Cook and Maynard have gone. Let's touch upon that uh, very very briefly, um, or just delve into that. Spend the rest of the show on it if you want for me. I don't care. Um, there's a reason they've gone. Um, and, and and the fact is, it's the money they're on for a start. They were arguably the most highest two uh, paid players within the squad. And in order for Clough to do any sort of transfer business uh, in the January transfer window for me, Nath, one of the two had to depart. Yes. Um, we've said this uh, plenty of times. You know, I'd... Um, you know, you could argue we probably should have kept one because we'd not managed to really replace them. Um, so that's that's the issue. Um, it, it does make it a bit harder when you've got one of them going out and, and, and scoring two today for another League Two side. You know, I think that does make it a bit harder for us when we've just come off the back end of a 3-0 defeat. Um, and when you look at the bench, there's not much options there. But it, again, it then comes down to what is this season now about? And... Uh, I'm probably going to annoy a lot of people, I think, now, between now and the rest of the season. But for me, I, I, I think forget about the playoffs. We haven't got enough. We shouldn't even be looking at the playoffs. And that's and this is what I was trying to say the other week. But again, yeah. pessimist me. Um, you know, we're on the crest of a wave. So who's this guy to come in and, and have a pill on our living room carpet and all that? <laughs> but you're start, you're, you agree, but you just didn't want to say. You, you see it because you're saying it now. I, I, I agreed to... I, no, I, I agreed to a certain extent. The bit I disagreed was about always looking at the relegation zone at that point. So I kind of agreed and disagreed. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. I get Do you know what I mean? I, I kind of agree and disagree. It was, it was a whole playoffs thing. I'm, yeah. I'm just not so sure. And the fact that we haven't strengthened the way we 
Yeah. The way no, we... I'm just going to stop you there because I think we're going yeah, to go on go tangent. On. But because of, the, I want to go back to the cup thing there. So we let we let one of them go to try and free up something, and then obviously an opportunity comes up to let them both go to free up even more. And I personally think that we let the second one go, which was Maynard, um, to free up wages for an a another coming in, and for whatever reason that transfer didn't happen. Um, and we've missed out on, I think, probably two targets who we should have brought in. And in, in the end, only really brought one outfield player in. And I think that's what the, where the frustration comes from a bit more, Cam, because, you know, we didn't get those targets in. Had we got those two targets for me, uh, which were the two Burton players, um, if, we, if we're being completely honest, um, had we got those two targets, we would have had an experienced defender slash midfielder in Brayford and, and a bit more of a... Uh, an, Slightly bit more of an experienced striker in Aikens, who uh, you know has worked well under Clough, etc. Uh, before, but we the, the the fact is we didn't get them, so we can't we we don't see the purpose, the end result of the original idea of letting Cook and Maynard go, if that makes sense in a roundabout way. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then the argument should be, well, why did we let both go if? realistically we weren't going to get someone in we, I well, think it's, we it's like buying on. it's like buying a house isn't it there's a there's a chain of people we've let one go to free up x amount of money and x amount of wages with the hope of getting the next person in but what's happened in the meantime is in between us letting person a go and being able to bring in person b person c who's going to come in to replace person b has that move hasn't materialised? So they've gone. Well, actually, no. We're going to keep hold of him. It's a chain reaction, and that's the the danger of the January transfer window, which is why we've had to go. All oh, right, hang on. Now we're going to have to go to target D and get somebody else and go in a different direction. It's the January transfer window, and you're thinking about this as well. This all happened on one day. It's not like we've we've had the summer of three or four weeks to to go and do it. This is one day in a live season where things are happening at a rate of knots. It, it's that's the dangerous game you play, and unfortunately, we've spun the coin, called heads, and it's landed tails. Yeah, it is unlucky, but it's just frustrating knowing that we could have. I know that they weren't free scoring, but either a. Cook or Maynard in a game like this could have made a massive difference and yeah that is the the game that you play and unfortunately it is like that in January and we knew that it was going to be difficult to get players in but it's just frustrating do you think that Clough's tactics maybe in the tra- transfer window could have been a bit better maybe not letting one of them go until we were like 100% certain we'd got I'm going to throw in. An, I'm going to throw another uh, hat into the mix as well and I think a lot of people are forgetting as well that we've let well, we sacked a manager and an assistant. Therefore, we've had two other contracts to pay in. And we seem to be forgetting as well that this is the season of no income. Yes. And I, I think some you can look at it. Like in some ways, we've had like sort of three different scenarios of, of, of potential outcomes Well, when making a decision about letting Cook and Maynard go. Um, number, but the first question is, letting them both go, does that mean we haven't got enough to avoid relegation? So the worst case scenario, is that going to cost us relegation? I don't think it does. I no. think we've got enough in this squad to survive mm. and save a lot of money this season. And that's what it'll be. And, that, and honestly, I, I think you don't, even need, you don't even need to go into scenario B and C because that's, no. what, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what we've done. And I think 
just because we were riding on the crest of a wave at, at the time in that particular January transfer window, it had been very easy for, for Radford or for whoever to go, here's the checkbook, go and sign who you want and mm. go and go and get us promoted. But actually, in, hinds- in hindsight, it's about, we've done that before and failed because we are still yeah. in League Two. Once bitten, twice shy. Two, if we got those two targets, it, you know, we might have been a little bit more hopeful for, for playoffs, but it was never going to be a guarantee. We would have still probably been pretty, pretty short. So, um, you know, although, yes, we can look at the bench now and be like, a couple more players would have made a big difference. But actually, come the end of the season, would that have been enough to take us up? I still don't don't think so. Even with Cook and Maynard still here, I still don't think so. So, you know, I for me, I think the club of, yes, it would be nice to have extra players in there for the rest of the season now, but does it? will it really matter? Obviously, let's hope it doesn't come back and bad for them going on a really bad run, etc., and do end up getting dragged into it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'll sit here now and happily say I'd put good money on us being a mid-table team for the rest of the season, draw a line under the season, and then the summer is where you rebuild, and that's when we can look at you know, progressing as... And, you know, yeah, and, 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 you know, and then we will get those players off the books. We may even command fees for, for other players and bring some more in. And there'll be other income revenues as well. I think you've got to re- remember as well that a lot of it is the, the financial side of things uh, as well. And there's a lot of pressure and a lot of stuff we perhaps as supporters don't understand or don't particularly see uh, in terms of factors which play into the reason why. Um, we let those two go and didn't potentially replace them. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Um, John says, this is a great comment as well, uh, this first part of it. Uh, Law played uh, very well when he got his chance. Poor marking again in defence. No clear chances up front. Yeah, we'll come on to Law and Sinclair in just a second. Uh, Martin says, six goals conceded, five down the left-hand side in the last two games. Extremely uh, worrying. Um, Ethan says positive his law looked very good uh, Mark not good enough today poor defending uh, Glenn says uh, simple answer is not good enough no options to change at the front two um, uh, Simon says what did we expect that's why they're top of the league it would have been worse if we'd lost to someone in the bottom four again like I said at the top of the show really if we'd have played like that against Harrogate for example we would have well had um, you know a, a bit more of a a cause for an argument, a bit more cause for concern, in my opinion. Uh, Glynn says, uh, feel gutted tonight. Defensively, horrendous second half and set pieces terrible. Lawrence Sinclair to start Tuesday. My God, how we miss Lapsley. Um, Richard says, absolutely dreadful second half performance. Need to mix things up now. The way Lawrence Sinclair played, I'd start them. Also, disagree with Nathan over our second half performance. It was like... Uh, when we were under um, Cochrane. I'm going to back you up, Nath. I, I disagree with that completely. I actually think we, we were all right for large parts of the second half. We did try and play some good stuff. Law put a good ball through to, I think, Bowery. Um, Sinclair had a good couple of touches. Good chance. I think Reed headed one wide. Um, uh, Reed passed through to Bowery just before yeah, they just scored. Yeah, just before they scored. Uh, I mean, we had the ball. We yeah. just didn't have the same purpose as Cambridge. Basically, yeah. And, and that's it. Cambridge have a purpose. They top the league with the you know the league's leading goal scorer. Who, to be fair, they've they just they, they were better than us in the final third. A defensive, yeah. defensively naive. I think that's the the best way to describe it. Defensively naive in some some parts. The first goal, like we say, Rawson doesn't need to cut across Charles they need to sit on the front post or penalty spot second goal we allow them to just press us on the edge of the box and, and score from the second phase of play we get rid of that earlier danger's gone third goal yeah. legs are tired weights around the legs they just dance through us and that's what a top of the league side the reason um, why we'll I, do. I, I 
this is the reason why I say we, we're, we're better than what we were under Coughlin was because we actually played a few passes to yellow shirts. You look back to Coughlin, all it was was a rollout from the keeper to Rawson or Sweeney and a long ball up front. Then they had the position, possession and, and that was it. That was that on repeat. Mm. We actually are trying to keep, we do keep the ball and we are trying to uh, you know, play, play football in the right way. We just haven't got that bit of quality in the final third that's where it's uh, falling apart for us at the minute yeah absolutely Rogers has a bad second half a lot of wasted free kicks and corners got caught out on the break uh, and Mullin had into his total first half uh, we certainly matched them uh, thought the subs did okay and showed some promising moves uh, Barry says Rose and Chief should never have been released slash sold they would have both done well under Clough yeah I do agree with that uh, Jake says surely can't you can't defend Stone today Craig his kicking was poor and the goal was questionable yes and no I can and I can't um, third goal I thought he, like we mentioned earlier probably should have done a little bit better with but he does get a, a glove onto it and get something onto it um, kicking average Disappointing in some parts in the first half, but against a strong win, we are playing into the wind um, with that one. But also, I think what you've got to look at as well on that is sometimes the short kicks out which he which he plays are intentional. You look at some of the some of the ways we played and some of the balls we we put out, like to the likes of um, McLaughlin and especially on on the left hand side. But here's the other thing: this is the this this thing which frustrates me most. It's not me necessarily defending them. It, it's it's more of my opinion of that goalkeepers are, are a, an easy target when it comes to criticism and I said this to Cam before we started and he won't mind me saying this either I said to him answer me this yes or no if Marek Stecker had been in goal today and he had, had exactly the same performance as Aidan Stone in terms of poor kicking um, and I can hear myself feeding back that's annoying me uh, and uh conceding three goals and uh, and just having the same performance, would you be sitting there saying that Stone needs to go in on Tuesday night if, if, if it was stacked? And the answer was obviously yes. And that's my point. It's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I also think the point is that I think Stone's had a decent run in the, game, in the team, but yeah, we've conceded nine and yes, they might not uh, in the last in the last four and and yes that's not 100% his fault it's down to the defence as well but in, in four games conceding nine goals that's not that's not great and you think um, when you have got two decent goal uh, shot stoppers and you, you all I think personally I think Stone was, uh, came in just to change things up give Steck a break maybe and he did a, he obviously done a good job over the games that he did play and it was like well why change it if it's not broken? And now it's like, is it broken? Mm. But this, this is the thing. For time me. to switch this, it see, up a little. See, this is the thing. Yeah, it is time to switch it up a little bit. But again, it's not just one position, is it? It's time to switch it up on a on a whole. And like we said before, yes, the goalkeeper has conceded nine goals in X amount of games, right? What was it? what we're saying? Nine in four. That's right, isn't it? Since that we've returned from the break. Yeah. 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 But so of the centre backs, so of the same back four, uh, and and that's it. That's that's my point. It's, it's a really it's a tough yeah, one, isn't it? Like I say it is a collective reason. Yeah. But then you go back uh, to a couple of seasons. You know, when, the season when we were doing relatively well, and we had it was between Logan and Leishnik. There was yeah. also I remember big discussions then about does a does a goalkeeper have an impact on the back four? 
you know, do they trust the goalkeeper a little bit more than others? Do they play to their strengths and things like that? So does that become a factor here? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult question to answer. Mm. I like I think Stone. The, I, think I the... want him to do well. I really do want him to do well. But at the same time, I remember saying when, when he actually was put into this, the team, we was actually a bit surprised. We, we wanted him to get in there, but we were just surprised yeah. that when he was yeah, put in there because Steck yeah. was actually doing all right. Yeah, at that so, point, yeah. And, yeah, so and it, can we also remember here as well? Um, and this is a lot of this a lot of the time uh, it goes the opposite way, doesn't it? But uh, this is actually his first ever proper run of games in his career in the football league. Ever, he's still a very young goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think I agree with Nathan. I think there is a, an element to the way the keeper plays because it's like when we used to look at Bobby and Conrad. Um, Bobby worked so well under Dave because he could play and he played out from the back and he, he that was his game. And that's Stone's game. And unfortunately, probably the last two, three games, um, given the conditions, we've not been able to, to play that game. If it's a more, you know, a, a stable, a better pitch, a better conditions weather-wise and that sort of thing, I think we might see a little bit more um, of that. Let's go to some more um, comments uh, as well. Uh, Barry asks, uh, when is Riley back from injury? We don't know. There's been no update on that for a long, long time, to be honest. Um, on right-backs as well, Roger says, Clark plays right-back, give him a go there, maybe. We're talking about James Clark, of course, there. Uh, Victor says, Clough was employed to stop us from going down, which, to be fair, he will do. All the fans coming out like we should be beating teams like today. Well, I'm sorry, not with the players we have now. No chance next season will be our goal. Absolutely. Uh, Grant says, Fickle fans full stop. Uh, we will be happy uh, we could win games, and it's still not good enough for some so-called fans. Unbelievable. Uh, Lawrence says, for me, Clough is achieving his first mission uh, keep the team in the football league and not spend too much money yet this season is about Clough sorting out the mess uh, which Graham Cochran left uh, Roger says playing top of the league so I was not too surprised we lost I think we always thought uh, that just saying in the league was the main priority slash objective and anything better was going to be a bonus um, talking about um, uh, Cook and Maynard Mark says forget them they weren't interested move on um, uh, Lawrence says, Cam, you are nuts. This season is all about the money this season. I am pleased that we are paying top wages. Uh, I'm I'm pleased that we are paying top wages to sit players on the bench. I don't understand that at all, to be honest, Cam. Um, for me, uh, this is we, we've 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 said it a, a number of times, um, and it and it's and it's simply this that in these COVID times, the club aren't getting any income at all. If 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 any income at all. So getting two big hitters off the books in, in Maynard and, and Cook. Yeah, it's important, but I don't I don't think it's fair to say that they just sit on the bench. We'd, we've seen Andy Cook can score goals. He scored a late equaliser to save us a point against Crawley. Nicky Maynard scored against Colchester. He scored against it's Dagenham. They, they can make an impact, but if they're not getting in the team, then they're not getting in the team. I don't. Yeah. I, I think it's harsh to just say I'd, they're going to sit rather, on the bench. Yeah. We know they can do. But they also yeah, didn't I'd, really want to yeah, be here as well. Yeah, exactly. So. Both asked to leave. Both asked to leave, which says to me that's a disruptive influence in the dressing room. We've seen what a disruptive influence in the dressing room does. If you want to go out, well, go go. If, if you don't want to play the shirt, it, if you don't want to wear the shirt, go and wear someone else's shirt. I don't care. Get out! I don't. Even if score. it's not disruptive, it's yeah. unhappiness, which yeah. which doesn't which doesn't help either. So yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. Would would we rather have two very expensive players on the bench as an option? Yeah, you know. Well, 
yeah, it'd be nice to have options, but if they sat there on a lot of money and not, you know, not not necessarily making the impact or not happy or don't want to be here, then why? Then no, it's not worth it. Absolutely. Uh, Chris says, I think we should start Law next game. Uh, Mark says, bring Jimmy Knowles back as far as I'm aware. We can't do that now. Uh, Alan says, let's keep some perspective. Two losses in 10 games, 18 points out of 30. It's all about survival this season. We were all over uh, expect. All over expectant because of the results in Jan. Spot on. Uh, Wayne says we are a much improved side under Clough and not a chance of going down. But it's so frustrating watching these wasted set pieces and sloppy defending that's costing us points. Also agree with that. Simon says possession 60-40 at half time. We are trying hard and teams are letting us do all the running now and we will get tired halfway through the second half. Another great point because you look at the games in where we've conceded goals recently and it's been in those last period of games where we've not had the, the energy. Um, I'm aware that we've gone over our usual 30 minutes but I want to touch upon one last point um, and that is this. That Obviously, um, the, the management team watched the podcast, must do, because they put on two young players today and to be honest, uh, Nath, uh, Jason Law, who we've not seen a lot of at all even though he was signed, what, four managers ago now? Under Adam, Adam Murray, Adam Murray yeah. yeah, another Murray signing, which is you know another Murray one. Um, do you know what? He had a really, really good game today in in that midfield when he came on for for uh, for Stephen Quinn. Looked a really good, uh, good hungry player. That's what I want to see. Same with Sinclair when he came on as well. He was very unlucky not to score as well. Great save from the keeper. That's exactly what we wanted to see, and that's exactly what we've been asking for this season. Give those players the opportunity in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. Let them have the opportunity to shine. And they did. They gave us some positives today. And to be fair, one was unlucky not to score. Um, another unlucky not to put a good get a, get an assist. And both of them together gave us a bit of extra zest off the bench, which is what we wanted. Yes, I think that's part of the reason why I'm not feeling as uh, as disappointed as, as as some others uh, at the end of the end of the game because that's exactly what we were saying pre-match podcast. We said. One thing we do want to see is when you know we've got these young players on the bench. We've, this is a perfect opportunity where we are in the in the in the league to to put them on and, and see what they can do. Mm. And we did that today. Uh, we gave Laura, you know, obviously more time than Sinclair, but didn't he look? You know, he, he looked really decent. And we haven't really had the the last times we've really had a chance to see him is probably him playing right or left back, isn't it? So um, yeah, he was uh, often he was put into for context. He was put into left side central midfield today, like for like for Quinn. Um, but previously, when we've seen him, uh, left full back, left wing back. Yeah, so it was nice to see him that other other role and to see what he uh, you know what he can bring to it. And so I, I just hope that's what we see a bit more of that over the over the rest of the season because uh, like like we've said many times when a how are you going to get players ready? Well, you get them ready by playing football. And, and as Cam pointed out, obviously there's no North or South conference anymore or, or lower. Um, they've only you've only got the National League. It's too late to send them out. Uh, honestly, you can send them out on loan, loan there. But if we've we've not got the numbers, we need them on the bench, and uh, we've got an opportunity this season to to put them on there and see what they can do and get them ready for next year for me. And the big question is, Cam, on the back of that, would you give them an opportunity to start on uh, on Tuesday at Harrogate? Uh, for me, I think I'd possibly go with one out of the two. Um, but I'd certainly... I'd, I'd like to... I'd more like to see us continue in the vein of giving them 15, 20 minutes at the end um, and earning the start over... Um, you know, over the course of two or three games rather than having one performance and just chucking them in. Because if we do that and then we get beat, it, oh, well, we shouldn't have played the kids and all that. So it's it slowly, slowly for me, softly, softly approach for me. But uh, 
what about you? Would you, would you are you on the same page or uh, would you like to see? It? I think we definitely need to. I think if Sinclair starts, you know, he's a, he's the dead cert for set pieces, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, we've seen videos from the past where he where he can unleash a free kick, and and we've seen the trickery that he can do. He can he can bring something to the team, and I think uh, is it time to switch it up across the pitch? Uh, changes in defence, changes in the midfield, because you think Sinclair's either going to go in where uh, Maris would sit or he'd, he'd go where or up front where Harry, uh, Harry Charsley would be. For me personally, uh, I, I think I think it'd have to well, be up, up front and drop Charsley back. Yeah, because I can't, I can't see Law starting because I think that would be have a detrimental effect on, on Barry and Reed to either dro- drop either of them. I don't think that would do them much good in confidence. But I think that... I play Lauren from McLaughlin at the minute. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's an option. Oh, it's I an certainly option. play Benning anyway. That's not, yeah. I, mean, I know he scored yeah, their own goal. Yeah. Mal will probably come back Tuesday night because <laughs> corners were a big issue today. Um, what was it? Four different corners and they all stick it, stuck it onto the top of the net. Yeah. That, that's, that's not good. Joke. Uh, start getting your thoughts in for Mansfield Matters Man of the Match. I know it's going to be difficult today, but it's a feature in the show and we're going to do it. Um, Jeff says, we look okay when we score first, but when we concede, we lack an impact player on the bench to change it around. Law was excellent. Uh, Sinclair showed promise, but neither can bully defenders. It seems clear that the priority is survival and cost-saving. Clough will rebuild, but maybe was a letdown in the transfer window. Uh, Clive says, we take a breath and move on to Harrogate. Hopefully with some changes to the starting lineup, uh, Roger says great free kick by Sinclair. I said weeks ago he deserves a go. Marks has deserved uh, light law today as well as Sinclair. Both deserve a start after today um, from a poor team. Uh, Roger says give them some sort of uh, decentish time, Craig. I agree, uh, but I think he's impressed Clough today. Absolutely, neither of those young players uh, have done themselves a disservice. Uh, today uh, at all I thought uh, I actually um, would like to to expect more Jason Law than Tyrese Sinclair to be fair but um, I want to praise the attitude um, of both of them actually uh, Jason Law firstly because like we say he's been at the club a long time he's not a young player anymore um, he's 21 um, you know which in football in terms is just about to hit your the, the prime um, for where you need to be He's played under several different managers. He's had to fight his way forward. Sometimes he's been on the bench as purely a box-ticking exercise and, and to try and fill numbers. He's been given his opportunity today um, in a game where we could still still salvage it at that point. He's got stuck in straight away. He's run around. He's showed some energy. He's showed some good fight. Tyrese Sinclair again, another one. Um, likewise, we know he's got the, the potential. He's come on. He's done a job. He's hit a good set piece. He's, uh, you know, created a few openings as well. So both of those uh, today uh, showed some uh, some really good uh, attitude. Uh, we'll come on to that a little bit more in just a second in terms of Man of the Match votes. So you two start thinking about yours. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, you get them involved in the comments as well. But first, let's take a little look uh, elsewhere and see uh, how today's results around Skybet League 2 have affected our league position. Here's the story of Skybet League 2 today. So Mansfield Town beaten 3-0 by league leaders Cambridge United. Obviously they stay top of the table and move, uh, put a little bit of distance between themselves and Forest Green in second. Elsewhere in Skybet League 2, 
It finished Barrow 1, Morecambe 2. Cheltenham 0, Bradford 2. A game where Andy Cook scored both for Bradford. Crawley 1, Colchester 0. Exeter and Grimsby didn't go ahead today due to a waterlogged pitch. Leighton Orient and Port Vale played out a one-all draw. Salford and Carlisle also a one-all draw today. Scunthorpe United beat Harrogate, who we go to on Tuesday by three goals to one. While Southend were, bo- were beaten at home to Bolton by a goal to nil. Stevenage and Warsaw won apiece. Tranmere and Oldham uh, two apiece in that game today. One all at half-time in that one. Tomorrow, one fixture taking place. Second place, Forest Green travel to 7th place Newport so a top of the table uh, clash in that one very very tight at the top in terms of league standings like I say it's Cambridge who lead the way at the top 52 points after 30 games this season Forest Green who play tomorrow uh, in 2nd on 48 Cheltenham in 3rd on 47 the Stags drop down to 18th uh, today with that 3-0 defeat they're still on 34 points beneath them Port Vale in 19th on 33 Colchester in 20th, also on 33. Stevenage also in 30 with 33 points in 21st. Then a massive gap between 21st and 22nd. Uh, Southend in 22nd on 24 points. They were beaten 1-0 today. Barrow in 23rd uh, in the relegation zone on 23 points. And then Grimsby at the foot of the table didn't play today due to a waterlogged pitch at Exeter. Um, on 21 points so there are a couple of teams below the stags that do have games in hand but Mansfield also have games in hand over teams as well uh, games in hand over Port Vale uh, beneath us and Stevenage and Southend um, as well so uh, obviously lots of scope for movement uh, for movement in that table and the stags still have um, that buffer between themselves of 11 points between themselves and the drop zone with Barrow in 23rd Opened up a little bit the other way in terms of the playoffs, but not by too much. Stags on 34 points. Newport in the playoffs, 10 points ahead of them on 44. A lot could change, but I think like we've sort of concluded in today's show, and like I've been saying for weeks, it's all about consolidation, staying up, surviving, cutting the costs and going again next season. A 3-0 defeat, not deflating for me, but who will be voted man of the match? Get your comments in right now and have your say on who will win what is a really, really, really coveted award-ish. So there you have it. The Stags lose 3-0 at home to Cambridge, but we still have to give somebody a uh, man of the match. Nathan, how many names have you got in the frame today? Uh, One and a half. One and a half. Cam? Uh, I've got one. Okay, I have got... Can I stretch it? Mm. Mm. Can I? I'll go for two with two honourable mentions. Nathan, give me your name. Um... It's an interesting one, actually, because uh, it's actually one that's been mentioned in the comments to be dropped, but uh, I'm going to stick with it. I thought I've had the name in my head since all the match and after, so 
My nomination is going to be Jamie Reed. Cam? Uh, I'm going to go with Captain Ollie Clark today. Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with Nathan on one of my two is Jamie Reed. Uh, thought he had a decent uh, ish game today. Led the front line well. Put a, it was unlucky not to put a good through ball through to um, uh, to Jordan Bowery in the second half. I thought he um, pressed quite well and uh, and did quite well for us leading that line. He's improving game by game um, for me. Um, he, he just needs that confidence. He just needs to add a few goals to his games, as, as we say. That'll come. That'll come given time. Um, Second one for me was Stephen Quinn. Again, another one that's improving game by game. His first game that he played for us, I wasn't too impressed by him. But last two games especially, I thought he's done very, very well in that midfield role and gives us something different. I'd like to see him play in a 4-4-2 rather than a 4-3-3 just to see what else he can offer us in terms of maybe being a Mazala and sort of going out a little bit wider, uh, stretching the game. But I thought he was uh, uh, a good choice for me uh, today. The two honourable mentions, I think you can probably guess, uh, are Law and Sinclair. Uh, obviously came off the bench um, but for me uh, if you want to start your little notebook Cam my vote is going to go for Stephen Quinn for my man of the match Nathan what are you going to go with are you going to stick with what you've got with yeah, Jamie Reid my my half was for, for law again like, so I've started one and a half so my yeah. half was going to be far but my, I'm going to go with uh, Jamie Reid okay so one for Quinn one for Jamie Reid Cam are you sticking with Ollie Clark yeah Ollie Clark I think <laughs> it was a difficult choice to be fair I don't think anyone <clears throat> played absolutely out the skins but uh, I think Clark's commitment to the cause was about bang average for uh, a captain just putting the effort in making some fantastic tackles winning the ball back um, and and trying to keep his men going yes it was a disappointing afternoon but you'd want that from your captain just to mm. keep the Going, really. Absolutely right, and let's uh, let's see where we go with the comments. Uh, so one apiece between uh, Quinn, uh, Clark, and Reed. Uh, Mark has said man of the match Quinn today. Clive man of the match Clark. Uh, who else we got? Um, let's have a look. Uh, Wayne says man of the match Reed, improving every game like you say, Craig. Um, Jeff says man of the match Law on effectiveness uh, per minute basis. Um, and uh, Richard has also gone for man of the match, uh, Jason Law as well. Uh, Roger says, nobody really stood out today. Maybe we were too tired after Wednesday. I would give man of the match to Sinclair. He did the most to get a real, uh, to get a goal and to make, and to make a goal. So there you go. Um, we'll find out uh, who is man of the match in just a minute as Cam gets his abacus out and starts the counting process. It was a disappointing result. And when you have games like that, it is always difficult to find a man of the match. But who will it be today? Will it be Stephen Quinn? Will it be the striker, Jamie Reid? Will it be the skipper, Ollie Clark? Is it going to be an outside bet of Jason Law or Tyree Sinclair? The winner gets a, an imaginary bottle of champagne a social media shout out from Nathan a retweet from the Mansfield Matters account and their name mentioned in the folklore of this podcast forever who's going to win that honour Cam's finished his count and he's put his uh, shoes and socks back on he has a name on the tip of his tongue and it is (laughs) 
I've got a question, boys. Can you split the man of the match four ways? <laughs> yes, you can. So it's Ollie Clark, Stephen Quinn, Jamie Reid, and Jason Law today, two each. There you go. There you go. That's it. We've put it to the comments. We've Good put it to luck the test. tweeting that, Nace. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> You made a I was rod- thinking that. You made a rod for your own back in doing it. I've got absolutely no sympathy for you whatsoever. <laughs> oh, dear. That's it. That's all we've got time for. My thanks, as always, to Cam Felton and to Nathan Edge. We'll see them again on Tuesday. Join us from 5.50 as the Stags head to Harrogate looking to bounce back from a bit of a poor run, it has to be said now. Uh, two points from a possible 12 in the last four games since the mini break. Although today doesn't really matter that much. Top of the league, better side on the day. Let's just work hard on the training ground, take a breather, put it all into context, pick ourselves up and go again on Tuesday night. Join us for the journey with the Facebook Live exclusive warm-up show from 5.50. And then again, 15 minutes after the full-time whistle for all the debates, the reaction, and much, much more in between. On the show, for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because regardless of results and performance, Mansfield will always matter. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you on Tuesday. The views expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individuals. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.